Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. Welcome back, everybody, to Grace and Peace Radio. I am your host, Anthony. I'm Amy. And we are once again delighted to be with you. Today's a, a, a fun day. Um, we're going to do stuff a little bit differently. It's still going to be the same old, same old, but <laughs> same old, same old, but different. Yeah. What is it we say when we come back from a trip? <laughs> yeah. Every, everything looks the same, but, but different. different. Yeah. <laughs> for starters, I'm traveling out tomorrow morning for Shepherd's Conference to go yes. help at that. So I'm going to be up and out at 3 a.m. Well, we, we have to. So yeah, <laughs> we, so you can get me to the airport. Yes. So I can't have my usual cup of afternoon coffee. So I am kicking back. <laughs> I forgot. With some delicious Nescafe Classico decaf instant coffee. I'd forgotten that was decaf. And okay. for all of you who are now retching at the <laughs> idea of instant coffee, <sighs> I feel your pain. That's funny. And now... You have to feel mine. Exactly. He he likes sharing like, that way. No, by the I way. don't. I've got brewed coffee and it's full, <laughs> full, full caffeine. So today we're just going to look at a couple of passages. We're gonna we're gonna jump right in. Look at a couple passages. I do want to read something a little bit later about Jesus changed everything. But for now, let's jump into this. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV, and because my main Bible is already packed. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody opening that bag right, right. now. <laughs> I pulled down my old NIV Bible that I had when I was a kid, when I first made a profession of faith as a teenager. And it says in here, born and then born again, 12, 16, 84. To be honest, as you know, I don't know necessarily that I was truly saved at that point. This point, it's irrelevant, but the whole point is there's a lot of notes in here from when I was a kid, a lot of yellow highlights, and it's pretty aged, I guess, like me. I'm not touching that one. Yeah. So, but one funny thing about this Bible that I do want to share, because, you know, when you're a kid, you just write things. And, well, I've got a note in here. I've got all kinds of different things about uh, different passages and um, like Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon shall prosper. And I've got no weapon underlined. Just all kinds of different hand-scribbled notes and things. I've got one in here, and it says Exodus twenty-one seventeen. then with an arrow, Jamie. <laughs> and Jamie was my older brother. So you got to wonder, like, I, I don't know. What were you thinking? What was I thinking that, okay, this verse yeah. applies to my brother? Uh-huh. So... Uh, let's I'm see. discovering this as you are, yeah, listeners, because right. this is new to me, too. I didn't say anything to Amy. I said, well, let's talk about it on here. Okay, so here's what little Pharisee Anthony wrote. <laughs> Next to Exodus 21, 17 is, anyone who curses his father or mother must be put to death. <laughs> oh what I wrote about my brother. Wow. Oh. <sighs> I, wonder, I wonder what... It, transpired that morning right. I, I couldn't remember what the what exodus twenty one seventeen was so i i said to amy i said well wait let's just discover this together when we're recording so uh it's too funny anyway, yeah so. but what i have to say about this and listeners you know obviously you can't see this 
But seeing all his notes and his scribbles and him writing down Bible passages and that, while you may not have been truly saved in that time period, and we've had discussions on this, the Lord allowed you to learn Bible. And I have always admired that, that, you know, even when we met and became friends, you hadn't been truly saved for very long, but you knew your Bible. And so the Lord protected you and, and granted you that grace. So I, I agree. I've always said that uh, God, in, in his mercy, even in those 20 years of being a nominal Christian, he never led me into cults or liberal theology or anything like that. I was, I always had these good influences of like Keith Green and A.W. Tozer and, and R.C. Sproul and all these things. Even though I wasn't saved, God mm-hmm. kept me in truth. And so I, I, I do thank God for that. Yeah. So today, before we jump into our main topic, I wanted to share, I got a very nice review, a new review about Jesus Changed Everything on Amazon. And I wanted to share this. It's written by a woman named Eileen. And it says, big truths in readable format for those of us who aren't well read. And she gives it five stars. Thank you very much for that. That's very gracious. And she says, I appreciate the simple readability of this book. It provides sound answers to basic questions on a level anyone, even I, can understand. A glimpse of one man's journey, how Jesus changed his life, and how he can change our lives too. Biblical answers important for all of us, not like the quote-unquote new-agey stuff being printed these days. Very nice. End of quote. Thank you, Eileen. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, And to God be the glory. Uh, So that's a little bit about Jesus Changed Everything. If you haven't picked it up, I see now that uh, Amazon's actually got it on sale. You can now get it for, as of today, 1063, which is 24% off the list price. Oh, cool. And if you're a Prime member, it's available for Prime Prime One Day. How about that? Wow, I might buy a copy. <laughs> that's uh, that's a little bit about that. But now, wanted to share just really a devotional thought this week, something quick that I shared with Amy while I was rereading the Pentateuch. I was in, what was I, Leviticus? Exodus. Well, we're going to talk about numbers. Numbers. I'll pick one of them. <laughs> okay. I thought, well, maybe you're going yeah. somewhere different with this. Numbers. You That's were right. you were reading through numbers. And, I, I and you had an observation. By the way, do you know why I tend to have a lot more observations in that book of the Pentateuch than any other? Do you know why? You- I'm, I'm so frightened to ask. Why, honey? Why, why do you have more thoughts and observations in that book than any other? Because I'm always good with numbers. Oh. <laughs> Folks, every single day. <laughs> pray for Amy. That's all I can tell you, people. Just pray for Amy. Oh, poor, my goodness. Poor thing. She suffers for righteousness' sake. <laughs> with me, I tell you. You have it written down. What, what, what was the passage again? It, it is Numbers 14. There's actually th- three chapters right. in Numbers. But the first one and where you started with this was Numbers 14. And I've got two through five as the main mm-hmm. piece. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's uh, let's launch there. 
By the way, I actually made this decaf. It's actually pretty good. You That's why you uh, bought that one. You said you actually liked it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, usually I get the maths wrong and it's always too weak or too oh, strong. But this one is just, just right. right. <laughs> Numbers 14. The header over this one for me says, the people rebel. And it says, that night... Well, actually, why don't you read it, babe? I'm okay. sorry. No, that's fine. So starting, like he said, the uh, header is the people rebel. Um, so starting 14.1, that night, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt or in this desert, why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. The note I had in my Bible about this, I circled a couple things. I circled the, their questions where they say, starting in verse 2, if only, and which is really more of a statement, but if only, and then they say, why is the Lord bringing us? Why? And then they say, wouldn't it be better for us? Dot, dot, dot. And then they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. It was those three complaints, questions, mm -hmm. laments, not biblical laments, but laments, that really caught my eye. And I thought, those are the kinds of questions, complaints that all of us need to learn from and watch out for. Absolutely. Because how many times in my own life have I said, when I've been in a, in a spot that I don't particularly care to be in, if only mm -hmm. something else that I want, why is the Lord doing this thing? Wouldn't it be better if, yep. and then I do my thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've, yeah. Why is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. And, but I've done the if only and wouldn't it be better as if, and in our arrogance and stupidity, we could possibly come up with something better than mm -hmm. God. Right. And then that leads to, we should dot, dot, dot. And then mm -hmm. we take matters into our own hands. And again, it reading through that, it, it just struck a chord with me that how often we make these presumptuous or I make these presumptuous complaints if only, and why, and wouldn't it be better? And then it leads to me saying, well, I should, and then just taking matters into my own hands and, and really sinning and making a mess of things as if I hadn't sinned enough and asking those kinds of questions. Right. And again, I've done the same thing. And, uh, you know, we either take matters into our own hands or get ahead of the Lord, which might be the same thing. I'm not sure, but, mm. you know, mm. running ahead of the Lord. Right. So it's just the kind of thing that we should learn from this when, when we see that. I guess the application to this idea is if you catch yourself at a point in your life and you're saying, if only, why wouldn't it be better? And you're tempted to 
take actions, take, take matters into your own hands. Please, friends, think of Numbers 14, 2 through 5. Think mm-hmm. of the Israelites and stop. Don't do what they do. Exactly. And by the way, verse 5, where it says, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly gathered there. Like I said, I don't have my main Bible open right now, so I don't have all the references, but you can look them up. There are several places where Moses and Aaron, and then after Aaron dies, there's I know there's one place where it's just Moses, where certain Israelites or leaders complain to or Moses and accuse him, and Moses doesn't defend himself. Mm-hmm. He just falls face down in front of them. Well, even when Miriam and Aaron mm-hmm. earlier yes. than this did that, he right. Moses didn't say a word. Yeah. And again, I was really struck by his humility in mm-hmm. that. That, you know, how many times when we're attacked over something, we, you know, it gets our hackles up and we want to defend ourselves. I do. Oh, definitely. And Myself. And yet Moses, he's so humble, just like the, the scriptures say that Moses was the most humble man on the earth. Um, Moses just falls face down in front of the whole Israelite assembly. And Aaron did too, which shows that Aaron learned a lot from his... Finally, right. From his stupidity, frankly, mm-hmm. with the the golden calf and mm-hmm. then the rebellion with Miriam. Right. So he learned. Right. And what's also interesting is... Moses is being accused, in this case, Moses and Aaron, but Moses is being accused and he still defends them before the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's as awful as these people are right. treating him, he still defends them before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then there were other references that are similar to this. Yeah, Numbers 20, uh, verses 2 through 6. You want to go ahead and read that? Yeah. Now there was no water for the community, and the people gathered in opposition to Moses and Aaron. They quarreled with Moses and said, If only we had died when our brothers fell dead before the Lord. There it is again. Why did you bring the Lord's community into this desert that we and our livestock should die here? And again. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt to this terrible place? And again. It has no grain or figs, grapevines, or pomegranates and there is no water to drink. Moses and Aaron went from the assembly to the entrance to the tent of meeting and fell face down, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. So again, we, we see that same complaining, questioning, quarreling attitude, the if only and why and why. So again, just something for all of us to learn from. And then finally... I don't know if it's finally, finally, but as far as the observation you had made, chapter 21, verses 4 and 5. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. And again, right, that attitude, and then the why, why have you brought us up? There is no bread, there's no water, and we detest this miserable food. And again, 
I think to myself, my own life, how many times has the Lord provided for me? And I say, I call it miserable food. Mm-hmm. I mean, we practically, we read this and we practically gasp that here the Lord is sustaining them and keeping them alive with manna. Mm-hmm. And their clothes, and later on you see that in the Bible that, you know, their clothes don't wear out mm-hmm. and all of that. We gasp, but how many times have I done the same thing? Right. You know, and again, there's no bread, there's no water, and we de- we detest this miserable food. There's no bread and water, but what with the food we do have that God is providing miraculously, right. we, we detest this. Mm-hmm. And of course... There was bread. They could make manna. I mean, they could right. kind of, you know, do things with the manna. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, God provided water. Mm-hmm. So there's that hyperbole there of of that. Yeah, and it's just remarkable because I see it in my own my own self. You know, my own ugly, sinful heart, different jealousies or whatever the case is. But anyway, it just again the the example of. The Israelites and how Paul says that, you know, all of this was written as an example to us. He says that in First Corinthians. And again, it's it's yet another example of the Old Testament is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First Corinthians 10. Oh, I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact, brothers, that our forefathers were all under the cloud, that they all passed through the sea. And they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the same spiritual rock that accompanied them, and that rock was Christ. Nevertheless, when God was not pleased with most of them, their bodies were scattered over the desert. Now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in pagan revelry. We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 of them died. We should not test the Lord, as some of them did, and were killed by snakes, which, by the way, is that passage we just read. Mm -hmm. That's where the snakes come in. The Lord sends the snakes. And do not grumble, as some of them did, and were killed by the destroying angel. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us, on whom the fulfillment of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Therefore, my dear friends, free from idolatry. God is good. Mm-hmm. And he teaches us everything through the word. Mm-hmm. Everything we need. Yeah. Again, just wanted to put something out here this week for you uh, and pray that it blesses you and that all of us would be more faithful. You know, wouldn't it be great if all of us just once grumbled one time less? Exactly. Absolutely. That is, that, every day that's my goal, mm-hmm. especially when I go into work, is that I will grumble one or two things less. Yeah. And thank the Lord for one or two things more than I did before. Yeah, yeah. So think about it. If every listener of this episode remembers this episode and just once is reminded of this episode and says, you know what, I'm not going to grumble. 
not going to complain. I'm not going to ask these quarreling why questions and so on. Mm-hmm. That's that many number of times, however many listeners that that is, that, you know, the Lord in his kindness will be pleased. We'll be pleased. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. so that's about it. Uh, if you are going to be at Shepherd's Conference, I'll be at the Shepherd Press table. So look me up. You can also uh, email me, anthony at graceandpeaceradio.com and say, hey, I'm in the area. And if we can try to get together, uh, time permitting, I'd be more than happy to. And also, let's see what else. I guess that's really it. That really is it right now. But yeah, but, you know, stop by and see him and say, hey, he'd love that. Yep. Uh, Anyway, thanks so much for listening. And the Lord bless you. And we will, Lord willing, we will talk to you next time. Have a great week, all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.